0: Episode 36, a twice-not-so-clever title. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The Games We Play with Brian and Chris. Hey! Welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, sometimes tabletop miniatures and tabletop games, but mostly the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and with me this week, or the prodigal son returns, Chris. That's me. And uh, this is episode 36. We got a great lineup today. We're going to be talking about Chris's goals, Uh, so we're going to see what his goals are for 2020. We're going to do a little checkup on my goals. Uh, We got some exciting news uh, about Chris, what we'll talk about here in a second uh really exciting news and we'll be talking about what's on our table we'll be reviewing Twice as Clever the sequel to the hit game Gone Clever one of our personal favorites and then we'll be talking about our hate love and hates so Chris yes before we get on to goals uh so some exciting news uh do you do you want to do you want to elaborate
1: absolutely so my girlfriend Jamie and I are engaged. She said yes, so um, yes.
0: I mean, was that in question? No, (laughs) I don't think so.
1: She she was quiet and it took her a little bit. Uh, But uh, no, we, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, after Christmas, um, she went to Colorado to visit with her parents and her brother live out there while I had wrestling back here. Um, so we got together after Christmas when she was back and I was I had a little break from wrestling over the weekend. But uh, at that time, before then, I went to all seven of the kids and asked each one of them their blessing to ask Jamie to marry me. And then I also checked with her mom and dad. And it got everybody's blessing, so we, at all the kids, and I were in on on this um, proposal. Um, the the uh, couple of the kids put together a video compilation of all the pictures of Jamie and I and the kids throughout the year, uh, and had a little of this. And at the end, it had asking like a special gift. And at that time, that's when I proposed to Jamie, and she was. Uh, um, laughingly uh, said yes because uh, oh, we did not go out and get a ring, or this was total surprise for her. So I got a sour cherry ring pop for her to put on as the engagement ring. Um, so we'll we'll go out and we'll do all the 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 fun ring shopping and that kind of stuff, but. She was uh, crying, then laughing, and kind of a mixture of all the stuff, and all the kids were excited, and, and it, it was a fabulous, wonderful time, a good way to spend oh, awesome. the Christmas holiday uh, season, so yes.
0: Oh, so cool. Well, congratulations to you guys. We're really excited for you. By we, I mean Emily and I are really excited for you guys. And it's been kind of fun this last year because obviously we've been spending a lot more time together and, uh, you know, meeting Jamie and and, and kind of seeing this whole process of you guys, uh, you know, and it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. So it's really exciting for you guys. That's, that's awesome. Thanks. Uh, probably the next question you probably hear, uh, have you set a date?
1: Well, um, July. Uh, so we have the month, so we're working on venues and the logistics of how all that stuff works out. So awesome. we've got a couple days, awesome. uh, we're trying to figure out if we can get the, the venue we want and, and deal with all that. So, um, uh, but July for sure. And, um, uh, more in this next week or so, we'll figure out if we nail down a place, and that'll nail down the date for sure. Oh, cool! So, more, more to come. So, most definitely.
0: So then, honeymoon to Gen Con? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Will, yeah, that's more of me taking all the boys. <laughs> more is what we've kind of talked about. Uh, we'll, we'll do a, a honeymoon at some point. So uh, we gotta, we gotta, we want to coordinate a family vacation with all of the kids, and um, sure. so we'll see. We'll we'll talk. We've we've uh, we're we're talking that. we have still got a l- lot of logistics to deal with, but uh we're That's narrowing funny. stuff down. We're getting it. Yeah, it's I exciting think, uh, though.
0: Gen Con is July 30th, yes, through the second. That so is,
1: around there. Oh, I understand. <laughs> well, it's probably but, gonna be earlier <laughs> July when we're married, so it's not gonna be like uh, we're gonna married and say, Hey, see ya honey. Uh we're, I'm taking the voice <laughs> to Gen Con. I'll be back in, in a week. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not that kind of guy. No, I know. I'm just kidding. I, I did ask if, if she would like to go to Gen Con and, and um but uh that's it's more as she has said, it's more of a boys trip. So she's uh a- yes. AK
0: now that she has the ring, yes. uh now she's the fiance yep. slash wife. Yep. It's it's you can have your thing.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. She'll have that's hers. Funny. So I almost definitely it,
0: oh, that's exciting. Yep. Well, well, congratulations. Well, thank you. That's gonna be fun, and uh, we, the listeners, and I, and going through this, we get to hear all the progress as we re- lead up to the the big day. That'll be really cool. Yeah. Speaking of this year, let's just transition into your goals for this year. Yes. So Emily and I talked about our gaming goals for 2020. Uh, a little ambitious. Uh, if you if you didn't see, so what are your goals for this year?
1: Well, I thought about that and came up with four goals. And uh, really going to hold myself to these. And I talked with Jamie and you know, I worked with Jamie and stuff. And she's going she's, it, to, it, I mean, of course, it's, it's going to uh, pertain to her too as well. But oh, yeah. my very first goal is I want to open up and play 12 of my games that are still in shrink wrap.
0: Yeah, so, that's a great yeah. game. I like
1: that. So one a month is my goal. One a month. I've, I've got. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I've got so many games that I've purchased, and just you know, they're awesome games from what I hear, mm-hmm. and have an expert what
0: you hear. <laughs> aka yes. a lot of them are kickstarters <laughs> yes <listen> kickstarters
1: <laughs> and then there's some yeah it's just so it so that's my goal is to pull them out of the shrink wrap get them out learn the games um teach them and play them at, at least once so play them at least once this year so that's my but to get one different game a month is what i'm shooting for so that's uh open and play shrink from wrap. from shrink wrap, shrink wrap. yeah yep. well, i've got i've got several games in shrink wrap still yep yeah. yeah, yeah, me so, too. Yeah. That's a yes. good one. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's a great one. yeah, so, yeah you're right. A lot of them are the uh, Kickstarter goals, so like um uh heroes of air land and sea teenage Mutant oh, yeah. ninja turtles oh uh, yeah uh, yes i've got one and the twos coming out i uh, just got western legends got vindication oh yeah uh, oh yeah vindication, i really want to yep, play that yep. so that's one of the and some, suburbia you got suburbia, really suburbia. yeah so there's what four or five right there off the top of my head um that oh, i've been great. listed out yet so yeah a lot of those are the kickstarter ones that i've gotten and i just haven't played yet so yep Nice. We'll, we'll be, I like we'll be that. That's a great up. goal. Yeah, thanks. That's a good one. So another one is getting back to my second goal is getting back to our roots, how we kind of really started this. I used to host a lot of game days on the weekends, like a Friday night into Saturday or Saturdays all day saturdays back in the day several Mm -hmm. years ago and we just went away from that and and busy times Mm -hmm. and family schedules so my goal Mm -hmm. is to host four weekend game days again this year so bringing Mm -hmm. back the saturdays even going back to like the adal library we used to or at my house Mm -hmm. where i'd Mm -hmm. smoke some meats and and we just play games from 10 a.m in the morning to midnight at night uh, stuff like that. So, I know the kids have oh, been yeah. asking, Hey, what, Dad, when are we going to do these game days again? So, so I'm going to look in and, and and I want to uh, organize and host four of those games this year. So, bring back, uh, kicking it old school, bring back the old, olden days. Of, that, that's yeah, a great idea. So,
0: and, and your boys are older too. Yes. So, even like when I was participating back yep. there, it's not that they were like super young, but like to pull out some of these heavier games, yeah. now they can participate yeah. and now we got some good numbers yep. just by you going.
1: Yeah. Exactly, And that's, That's and even like with Corey's kids and and Scott's boy, um, they're getting old enough that they can, they can Mm -hmm. go off with my kids and, and they can, we can have multiple tables of games and stuff going on. So, yeah. yeah, So that's what I'm looking forward to. And all the kids were been asking about that. So, so I'm going to bring back the old, old game days. So, and my third transitioning is the new goal with bringing Jamie in. So we are going to play one game a week together. So a different game. So it's not gonna be the same game. So Oh yeah, that, that's gonna be a yeah, tough so one. So yeah, we're gonna try. I mean it's it may be games we've played, but I'm gonna start we've already played like King Domino, which is uh, which I'm gonna be talking about here shortly. We started that last week, but we're gonna play a game a week. So we're gonna, oh, we, nice. we got so that's that's one of a goal. A lofty goal. I mean, one game a week is good for us, but uh lofty I'm gonna really try to make it a different game each week. So we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll see how well, Even way. regardless, yeah. though, like
0: just the time spending yep. with your significant oh, other. Absolutely. Like, just turn the TV off and just have that time yeah. together. Even even a casual game where you can talk and joke around or even talk about, hey, the day or the week, you know, that kind of stuff. it It's just it's a great time to do that. And, uh, yeah, that's great.
1: Right. That's cool. And that's, that's what I love about uh, board gaming and tabletop gaming is the social aspect. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yep. So we're going to do that. Have some time. Uh, with ourselves doing that and my last one is a fourth goal is since we're going to be combining two families and combining two houses into one, I'm going to organize and call my game collection. So Ooh. yeah, so Ooh. this it's something that's been needed. I've been working on getting it on yeah. Board Game Geek and getting it all logged. But uh, mm-hmm. we'll be we'll be moving out of my house and into her house uh, when we combine the families. So um, mm-hmm. it's so I will uh, be working on uh, transitioning the game shells over here and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bringing the games and organizing it we've got a space set off in the basement area for storage nice it. so yeah so we've got an idea and plan and this is it's much needed i've got a lot of games um, like i said my house is uh, older and smaller um so there's a lot of games maybe not sitting on the sh- in the shelves but around it and stuff so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's about time that i i get it organized and and yes there's going to be some calling i've got some games that we've picked up from years ago um that probably aren't good to uh stay on the shelf and so we're gonna we're, i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely need to call some too as well um well yep.
0: before you call oh, yeah let me know i will i, I will <laughs> i will share it I around might, i might have to buy some yeah, of those.
1: yeah so it, yeah we'll see uh but it's it's definitely needs organized and and yeah, and that's gone through a great so, goal. yep so that's my last goal for the year so be, nice, yeah, I like it. Thanks.
0: That's great. Thanks. And, and, and just know that then every podcast, uh, this is going to come up, so it'll keep you accountable, sure. right?
1: Oh, yeah, you need to be. That's one of the things about making goals. You you actually you want to voice them out so people know. So I can hold you accountable your goals, and you can help me uh, by uh, helping me being accountable to my goals. So that's how we get them done.
0: Perfect. That's why I didn't put a goal of losing weight or exercising. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it's about board games. this podcast is about board games not health and yeah, and exactly. yeah
0: exactly yeah exactly not that it's bad to have those goals but i just know myself so uh no those are great goals uh those are awesome that'll be fun to talk through Yikes. uh the talk playing with jamie will be interesting because she you're going to introduce yeah. her to a lot of different games and uh, yep. i'll be curious to see what, like what comes out of being her favorite type of games um that that'll be kind of cool because yeah. I, I know, like, playing even playing with Emily, she's played a lot of games, but it wasn't until like she played a couple specific games that she really got interested in the games. But before that, she was just kind of like, eh. And then she saw some games that really interested her and that weren't just like dudes on a map or, or, or what have you. And, uh, that kind of spurred her interest in the hobby as well. So it'll be kind of interesting if something, see if that, that happens with her. Yeah.
1: It'll be fun. It'll be fun to see. Yeah. We all have our own favorite tastes. Uh, and oh, uh, themes and gameplay and game mechanics and stuff. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. Um, because I know she took the uh, that's um, that game quiz. Uh, I'm trying to remember, we talked about oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, to see how that uh, spans out and 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 develops. So it'll be fun, it'll
0: be kind of fun to have like a um. Like a couple's, uh, maybe like a couple special where we talk about our favorite like couple games for the years that yeah. we've played uh, at towards the end of 2020. Maybe that's one of the categories that that's we do. That's a
1: great idea. Little
0: spoiler, we've been talking ab- about our special episodes for the year and what we want to do. And uh, for 2020, now that we get a full complete year of recording, we're talking about at the end of the year, do like a, a special episode talking about um, our favorite things of the year. Not necessarily like our favorite games, but... Like categories, like, hey, our favorite games we played in 2020. uh, One of the categories could be our favorite, like, couples or two player games, that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, So, just to check in, just to keep myself honest, uh, so far I've played uh, 20 games. (laughs) It is uh, just a little peek. Again, we're recording the week before uh, the podcast comes out. The podcast, this episode comes out the 13th. It is the 8th today, and I've played 20 games. Seven of them are unique. So, played a lot of games multiple times uh we played a lot of twice as clever this week emily and i did and then we we played obviously as well uh so we played that a lot this week uh but they count right multiple plays
1: so oh what yeah play? it does count
0: so um uh, i'm on track i'm actually more than on track i think i had to average five games a week and at this point i'm uh four weeks ahead or three weeks ahead so that's been your goals and what's been going on with the podcast and, and with you chris so let's go ahead and move on and let's talk about what's been on our table this week mm-hmm.
1: Chris, what's been on your table this week? Well, Jamie and I pulled out a new game I got over the Christmas, uh, King Domino. Oh, yeah. Which is a fun, yeah, fun two- to four-player game. We played it two-player. And basically, it's it's a domino version type of a game that uh, we really liked. Uh, it's we enjoyed it and had a fun time. It's it's won some awards. It was Game of the Year, Spiels to Jahres game. I mean, it was surprisingly won some major awards, uh-huh. and uh, we talked about it. You and I talked oh, have about we? it. And, And I saw it, yeah, just in the past, yeah. You mentioned it was a good family little game and stuff when we talked about things. And so I saw it on an Amazon sale, and it was cheap. So I was like, oh, sure, what the heck, let's give it a try. And so we were uh, surprised, pleasantly surprised, and enjoyed it. And uh, just Jamie and I played it so far. We haven't introduced it to any of the kids or played it uh, other than just two-player but, uh, yeah, it's a fun game. Really liked it. Would definitely uh, pull it out and play more, uh, more often. It's an easy 20 minute, 30 minute game. Um, not, not, uh, not, uh, Not a long game whatsoever. No, no. So we we like those games to have where we can, you know, make dinner, deal with the kids, have fun and that kind of stuff. Then as the uh, evening winds down, hey, let's pull out a game like a Can't Stop, a King Domino, those Twice as Clever, uh, a Gonshung Clever, those type where you can get it in 20, 30 minutes. So love those Now, did
0: your copy come with that
1: tower that you load the
0: dominoes in, the domino cardboard pieces in? Oh, no.
1: It didn't come with a tower. Okay, so... it's a part of the box is the plastic molding within the box, the dom the domino pieces slide into like a little there channel. No, like Yeah, yeah, within the, the recess yeah, game. So
0: like so my copy is the same as yours then. Uh the, there's an expansion called the Age of Giants, and it comes with its cardboard tower and and uh, and here i am doing like the hand dressers i'm sure you yep. can you can see totally see it uh, i mean <laughs> other than, uh, only chris can but at the bottom there's a slot and so the dominoes just slide out so you just pull it out from the bottom which is really nice so you can't yeah. see any of the numbers coming you can't sense. see any of the tiles coming and you can just mix it up and it's one of those where the the tower opens up with like that magnetic you know, clips close with the ma- oh, it's nice yeah, magnetic yeah. lock. Yep. And then, and then yeah, the expansion also cool. adds a bunch of new dominoes with the giants, which is not that much more difficult. But it does act. It actually adds a lot more player interactivity because you can put giants and stuff on each other's uh, oh, kingdoms. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, and it also changes the numbers and how you draft uh, every round because then no matter the amount of players. You always put the same dominoes out, and then there's, there's like two or whatever get thrown out. and So it's, it's actually a little more uh, standardized across all the player counts, and I think it works a lot better for two players than, than just the basic game. So i just throw it out there to check it out. But even the base game is really good for two players or mm. four players. Does it go up to five?
1: Uh, I think it's just okay. four, yeah. two to four. No,
0: but it's a, it, it's a fun little game yeah I mean you're just the dominoes are these big cardboard pieces with different terrains and you're just building a kingdom around your castle and it's like a what a four or five by five grid and you can kind of build it anywhere yep and then you get points for uh, having the most contiguous of that plus crowns and uh, it's pretty easy for scoring and playing and it's kind of a domino drafting and there's definitely strategy there Uh, it's a great game Really good family game. Really, really, really good family game, and a lot of fun. Very approachable, I think. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying. It. So it's a lot of fun. I haven't played Queen Domino yet. I'll definitely get that in here. But that takes that King Domino and actually expands it. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I heard, the the designer actually de- basically designed Queen Domino, but it was told maybe it's a little too complex because they're looking for something more friendly, and so he stripped it down to what King Domino is. And King Domino is widely. Successful, so they actually yeah. release Queen Domino. So that's the story goes there with Queen Domino. There's actually a central board where you can like recruit and do other actions on top of building at your kingdom, so it adds some more complexity, probably way more strategy and options. So you don't feel so stuck. Uh, but that's on my list to play. I haven't played it yet, but I've heard really good things.
1: Interesting, yeah. That yeah. uh, the King Domino uh, Giants expansion uh adds a fifth player to it, looks like mm. so.
0: I guess that's yeah. why I was thinking fifth player. Yep. yep. Yeah. So maybe I'll bring Queen and Domino into work sometime. We can play it. That'd be so, cool. So um, check it out. That Maybe that'd be a good game to review in the future. Yeah. All right. So on my table this week is Flip City Wilderness. Have you heard of Flip City, uh, I've Chris? heard
1: of Flip City. I've never played it myself, but uh, heard good things about Flip City.
0: Yeah, so have I. And So I saw this game at, uh, I think it was Half Price Bookstore. It was like, I think 8 dollars seven dollars it's just a that. card
1: game yeah
0: yeah but this was the wilderness one which i didn't realize wasn't the base game so they have the base game flip city and they have flip city wilderness which is a standalone game uh so you don't need flip city the base game to play it so i picked this up and <laughs> emily and i played this and it was interesting i was not a huge fan of it actually oh, yeah? it was really confusing or really confusing the the rules uh, there wasn't a whole lot of rules really. Like it was just a fold out sheet and it was in two languages. So you just read like the, the bottom and the back. And so there wasn't a whole lot of like actual reading and doing rules, but man, it, it just didn't explain it very well. It was really confusing. It took like, half a game for even emily and i to understand the rules and then when you got going it was just way too slow for how simple it is there was only five different card types and so the gimmick to this game is it's a card game where you're like building your deck up and each card has two sides of uh two faces of the card and the front side has some kind of action where you can flip the card to the back side and usually the back side's better than the front side and then there's actions that give you bonuses to either like flip to the back or there's all these different kind of combinations of things you can do And so it seems kind of interesting. Hey, it's a deck builder where you flip sides of the card. The sides of the card, once you flip them, stay that same way. And so when you shuffle them, you can't like actual like flip the deck around. You just have to riffle shuffle. And there's a lot of options. And It's kind of an engine building, like light engine building, very light engine building. And the idea is on your turn just to get... I think eight victory points showing from the cards on your turn. No victory points carry over from turn to turn. No coins pull up uh, from turn to turn. And then there's there's some, there's some a buy pile in, in the middle for the different four or five different types of cards. And that's it. So there's not really a whole lot of cards and a whole lot of diversity. But the game takes like 45 to 50 minutes to play with only wow. five cards and two backs to each other? I don't know. It was weird. Not a big fan. Not a big fan of this game. Even if I replayed it now, knowing the mechanics, I, I, I this is going to be one I'm going to get rid of, which is probably why somebody else got rid of it in the first place that I bought secondhand. I, I I was looking back and some people said the Wilderness one was definitely not as good as the, the base game. And so maybe it's just because it's sure. the Wilderness one. But uh, I was uh, very disappointed in this one. So that was Flip City Wilderness. Uh, I would say check it out, but I, I don't really suggest it. It wasn't that fun. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Check it out if you dare. I have a copy to sell you. I'll, I'll sell it for a dollar. The postage would wow. probably be more expensive than the game itself. Yeah,
1: that's so true.
0: <laughs> so anyway, that that's what's been on our table this week. So let's go ahead and talk about our game review this week. This week, the games we play reviews twice as clever. It's the German name. I can't pronounce it.
1: Do you, can you pronounce yes, it? Yes. I took one semester of German in college. Doppel so clever. So that
0: makes you way more qualified than yeah. I am. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Twice as Clever is a follow up game to That's So Clever, which we uh, actually reviewed previously. It's a nice little roll and write. If you don't know what a roll and write, think Yahtzee, your roll write stuff on your sheet of paper and then it's the next player's turn and you keep going until a certain amount of time or uh in this case it's amount of turns by player and uh this takes the formula of that's pretty clever and actually expands on it which we'll talk about here in a little bit so so chris you want to go ahead and talk uh
1: the the details and overview of the game absolutely doppelso clever follows the model of 2018's gonshan clever or that's so clever Each turn, the active player rolls six dice, chooses one of them to mark off a space on their scoring grid, places any die with lower numbers on the side, then re-rolls any remaining dice. The white die is a joker. It can be used as any of the other five colors. After the active player chooses at most three dice, then the other players choose one of the set-aside dice for use on their scoring sheet. Double So Clever has five new dice marking challenges and a new action beyond the reroll and use one more die actions of the earlier games. This is a 2019 game that's one to four players, plays about 30 minutes, ages 10 and up. And it's a it's a medium weight, two point three two out of five. Uh, designer Wolfgang Warsch, who's made many, many, many good games. He's come out with many really of these last games. couple of years. And it's it's published by Stronghold Games.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Chris. So uh, I'll just give a brief how to play with this. Just kind of give you a, a mental picture, if you will. So in this game, uh, there are six dice to roll. There's a white die, a silver die, a yellow die, a blue die, a green die, and a pink die. So on your turn, you're going to roll all the dice, and you're going to pick one and mark that off on your sheet. Any dice other than the one you picked that were a lower value, you're going to put up on the silver platter, which is really just... It's the game box. Like, the game box actually has, like, a little silver platter inside of it. Anyway, you put those dice on there because those are going to be for the other players. And then you're going to roll the remaining dice. You're going to pick another one, put it on your sheet. Again, discard any that were lower. And then if there's dice left, you'll take a third one. Again, pick one and then... Whatever you didn't pick goes back up on the silver platter. And then at after you're done with that, all the other players that weren't the active player gets to pick one of those dice from the silver platter and mark it on the sheet. And all the other players can pick the same die or other die. It really doesn't matter. They just get to pick and mark one off on their sheet. And after they're done, it goes down to the next player. And they do the same thing, and it just keeps going and going. And then depending on the player count, is you're going to play four, five, or six rounds, depending if it's four three one or two players which this is a solo game actually really Pretty good solo game, but we'll talk about that later. Part of the fun thing with this game is each of the areas, depending on which die you take, it depends on how you mark it and score on your sheet. So if you pick a silver die, for example, the silver die section on your sheet of paper marks off and gives you bonuses and scoring different than the yellow, than the blue, than the green, and then the pink. Very similar to Gonshon Clover. The difference here is it gets a little more complicated in how, it, how it's done. So for example, on this yellow one, you have one six. And then two of each of the numbers. You can pick one of them depending on the number, and you mark it off with the circle and then you have to mark it off with the X again later. The ones that are marked with the X is actually what gives you the scoring. If they're marked with circles, those will give you the bonuses. Like the first game, there's a grid, and if you get the two column ones in the column or the, the row, it has a marking off to the side or below it to show, hey, if you get this column, for example, you get this bonus. A bonus may be a free mark or a free number in one of the other number sections, or it could be like a reroll or a plus one, which we'll talk about here in a little second. So that's how the yellow works. The blue in this case always is the blue plus the white die value. And again, you just start from the left to the right. And the tricky one with this is every number has to be equal or less than the number before it. So if you start out with a five from there on out for the rest of the game, you have to mark five or lower and it just keeps going. Uh, the green section is the number uh, that you roll, and across all these, there's like a times value. So, like a times two or times three. So, if you had, if you got a, like a five green and marked off on the times three, you'd get fifteen in that in that box. And so these are all paired off where you subtract the first number by the second number. So, in theory you should get positive points but you could get negative points and that's actually how you get the points in that one the blue one just just point values for every box that you get and then the pink section is the point value of the number you write down and this one does have qualifications where the number has to be bigger than or equal to the number that's on the box so the first two are blank but from there it's like greater than two greater than three greater than four and so on so forth and then every box has a bunch of bonuses how the silver works is this this one's hard to explain but the silver has a row for each uh, color so yellow blue green and and pink one through six when you take a silver any die that got discarded because they're lower from the, the silver also get marked off as well as the silver number so for example if you take a silver six and you discarded a a yellow one a blue one a green one and a pink one for example uh that's probably never gonna happen but it could happen you get to mark off one of the six for your silver die and then you mark off the yellow one, the blue one, the green one, the pink one spot because those dice got discarded because the silver was higher so uh, how the scoring works on this is then uh, depending on the amount of uh, x's off on each one of the color rows you get points for each row with the maximum total I think it's like over 100 points uh, the last thing on this game just like Gonshan Clever is you do get bonuses and you kind of referred to it in the description there's re-rolls like usual like the the Gonshan Clever which allows you to re-roll the dice when you're rolling on your turn so if you roll something and you don't like it you can spin one of your re-rolls mark it off and you can roll again. There's the plus one, which after you've resolved all your dice, you could use a plus one to take one of the die you took or the one on the silver platter again. And or if it's not your turn, you could take a plus one to take another additional die from the silver platter from the active player's turn. That's the same as Gonshaw and Clever. The last one and the new thing is a take back dice. So if in this case of the silver, you took like a six, for example, and you discard a bunch of ones, you could spend the take back to take one of those dice from the silver platter and take it back into your hand for the next roll, which is could be is very strategically very strategically, which we'll talk about uh, on our likes, probably. Uh, So that's basically the game. You just go all the rounds, and then you, at the end of the game, you score up all the points from the silver, the yellow, the blue, the green, and the pink, and you add them together, and the person with the most points wins the game. Hopefully you're following with that, because it is very hard to describe this game over the podcast (laughs) medium without seeing it. I highly recommend you to go look at uh, the scoring sheet on this. That would make a lot Lot more sense the rules uh how i explained them uh, it might sound a little confusing talking but if you could visually see the scoring sheet i
1: think it'd make a lot of sense chris
0: do you think i missed anything or anything that you want to bring attention to
1: No, really like you said there's uh, trying to describe this in words go watch a how to play video there's uh, yep. a couple of good ones out there it, you'll pick it up really quick uh, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. really it is. Once you learn, it's the just really stuff, hard it, to describe. It, it really is. It's one of those games. It's hard to describe, but easier to see and do. So, yeah,
0: no, I, I totally agree. It's one of those things you see, uh, to learn it's, it's a little hard to, to explain. Uh, it, but it makes sense when you see an action because there are those bonuses where if you complete that row or that column or up to that spot, It'll have like a little box underneath that has a pink question mark. What that says is now that you filled something in here, you get a pink bonus, which means you can go mark any number on your next pink box in that pink section or if it's a blue one or a green one and that's where this game gets really good is you set up these combos where you fill this in which gives you a bonus here which gives you a bonus here which gives you a bonus here and that's really how you rack up the score in this game uh, because if you don't get those bonuses or don't plan those right you can get kind of stuck you can you can make suboptimal plays with, with what you take of the dice I mean it's a dice game there's some randomness to it but uh, I think a lot of that helps with the randomness and and it's one of those games, there is a steep learning curve, especially this one. Ganshan Clever, the first one, not as steep, but this one's much more steep. Uh, and I think Chris can kind of attest to it since you've played with both. Yes. Uh, that the rules and the complexity with this one is a lot more, but it gives you a lot more options.
1: That is so, correct. So
0: now that I talked about talked about this for, for so long, uh, let's talk about the artwork in this. So <laughs> uh, this, this might be our shortest artwork segment. Uh,
1: maybe... Gonshot clever. Uh, but what do you think of the artwork for this one, Chris? Very basic, vibrant colors. Um, that's about it, really. <laughs> there, nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. There's not there's I not mean, really, really artwork. That, that's it. Yep.
0: No, right. I mean the front the front cover is just like the name and then yep. dice and then the scoring sheet behind it. Yep. That's it. Uh the scoring sheet though, like the, the the scoring sheets, the piece of paper, the pads, they they all are colored. And I, I think they're really done well. That the, It looks interesting on the table. I like it. I mean, but yeah. it's just a rolled right, right? Right. Not very interesting.
1: Well, and it's a. But it doesn't necessarily yeah, need to be. It doesn't. It's an inexpensive game. It really is. It's an inexpensive game. So there's. Yeah, it doesn't need to be. It's not the purpose of the game.
0: Yeah, I agree. So artwork, meh, but. Yeah, meh, who cares, right? Yeah. So sound effect. Meh.
1: The <laughs> score for artwork. <our> <laughs> uh
0: all right. So rule book. Uh Chris, uh now do you own this game? I don't remember if you own uh twice as clever.
1: I no, I don't own twice as clever. Uh I own that's so clever. Uh but I looked at the when we were setting it up, yeah. Um I I uh I looked at the rule book and it wasn't much more um different than the the first one i mean it's basically just talked Mm. about the rules and of course it talks about the the new dice so yeah that was it but it's basic the rule book's good um it's short and Mm -hmm. it's descriptive it's only like three or four pages yeah really and it's a small it's not eight and a half by 11 inch pages it's small compact so small it's really like four by five inches four by six inches five by six it's not it's not big at all
0: yeah so even with some of the complexity like with the silver i think it does a really good job explaining the different situations that could happen because you'll read over it, and you're like well what about this well if you read through it, it's very specific that if you read it to the letter of the law it makes sense uh it plays very well or reads very well and explains the game i think okay components on this game uh so it's basically the same components as on clever the only difference is there's uh they, they swapped out the purple and the orange die for a pink and a silver die but outside of that it's basically the same components right
1: Re- yeah really it is it's the same box it looks like has the same silver tray that kind of uh uh where you set the the discarded dice uh six mm-hmm. dice same quality of dice um, a making light and stuff, wooden. just a couple. Yeah, they're light wooded and then just two new colors.
0: Yeah, they did include the felt pen uh, markers, which were which are were, uh, nice. ones, Yeah, um, I I. Th- I like those uh again these these sheets of paper though I, I can't explain like it is vibrant colors with the new colors, I think it even sticks out and and, and pops more, and then on the back side is even colored where it has scoring so uh after you're done playing, uh one person can flip it over, write the people's names, and then ask for everybody's scores for each of the silver, yellow, blue, pink green and then the foxes which um i didn't really mention before which are just multipliers of your smaller uh your smallest score of each of the sections so they're just bonuses and and then it has the spot where you sum it all up so it's kind of nice that they included on the back that wasn't really really needed but it was nice you don't have to get a pen and paper out you can just flip one of your sheets over and score it right Uh, outside of that yeah that's the components it's it's a small box like it it it's nice that it just fits in a small cubby hole like on your shelf, uh, it fits with all your other smaller games. Um, so nice, small footprint. I really I really. Like- uh, appreciate that also everything fits in the box perfectly
1: that's always good unless
0: your one of your markers uh dry out like in your case and you can't put a full marker in there because then the, i don't know how you, you would handle that
1: you have to go find small markers i'm on search for a small marker to replace my dried out one
0: yeah, there's actually a BGG forum thread asking, hey, how do you uh, replace those markers? Because I think they're in the same boat as you that <laughs> yeah. somebody put a cap on. I played both this and the uh, the first game a lot with a lot of different people. I haven't had any markers dry out. So I-, I think if you don't get the cap clicked on all the way, it could dry out, though, which I mean, yeah, it is. I can it see is. that easily. Just, yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about likes though. What do you think about the likes on this game?
1: Um, I like the game. I I, I like the, the roll and right games that have player interaction i love that is same mm-hmm. as uh that's so clever it has the dice that are discarded that the the non-active uh, players can choose from so they're still in the game that route i like that aspect in these rolling rights so it's it's somebody just not yep. taking a turn and everybody else sitting and waiting they're actually engaged in that turn I like that in that. And honestly, I mean, I like the aspect of trying to figure out the strategy of what to take and what's the best and gets the most points and this kind of stuff. And this game, uh, both of these games, but this one does it differently. They do this well. Um, They really do this well. So uh, this is a step up from the first game. Um, so if oh, you master that, if you, yeah, so, but it's that, those are the two main points. I really like the strategy involved to trying to figure out your best role and your best options to take. And then when it's me, I'm not the active player. I'm still engaged and see watching to see what they're doing because I get to take one. Or if I use my plus ones, I get to take more than one. So I'm definitely engaged in, mm-hmm. in active players turns when it's not my turn. So I like roll and write games that do that.
0: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, one of my likes for this game, uh, other than what you're talking about that I, I completely agree with, is there was definitely a step up in complexity with this game. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. Which which is a like for me because I played the base game a lot. I mean, a lot, a lot. We've talked about that in the past. And, and, and it, I started to, I wouldn't say master, but I basically had a strategy that pays off where I was getting... 220, 250 plus in the base game, which is a really high score. And so I I, I was looking for something a little more uh, complex, and this game gives it. There's a lot more strategy because they add that pullback ability plus the silver die, which gives you a lot of different more options because you roll that silver die and you're like, well, I could take this and I get this die and this die and this die because they discard and then I could leverage that with my take back. So it's not a big sacrifice to lose my yellow and 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 pink by taking the silver because I can get the yellow and pink back by doing my take back action there's just so many options with this additionally in this game with your, your re-roll your take back and your plus one uh, special actions is if you fill them out there's actually bonuses at the end of the track which on the base game you don't have you max it out whatever you don't get any special bonus in this one you get special bonus so for example if you, you fill out your re-rolls you get an extra fox which is a multiplier of your small score those foxes and getting your lowest score up is the key to getting the most points in this game and it may seem kind of weird that you're doing like a, a score attack but the more you play this game every time you finish it you're like you want to play again because i need to do better because that's the feeling that you get from this game you're like oh i so could have done better i think i'm gonna i want to play again and get a higher score that's what this game feels like just like gone clever but even more because there's way more options in this game um, I, I do like that. That That's my biggest like of this game over like Gonshan Clever or other rolling rights is just the sheer amount of strategy and options on each of your turn and even on other players' turn that know when to take those plus ones, when to take those pullbacks, when to utilize your rerolls, what sections to put it into, to maximize your score and set yourself up for those combos because those combos are really what gives you high scores. So yes. I really like that. And this game just amplifies that more than the base game for sure, by far, but it is harder. It is much harder because each section is much more restrictive than the base game. Because um, in the base game, you basically just, ah, just put this here, put this here, put this here. There's only like one or two sections that are restrictive, IE like greater than's and stuff like that. This game, every single section has something that's restrictive to you. That you can put on there, which again makes it difficult, but really fun, really rewarding. You're going to have much lower scores playing this game than the first game, and it's going to take a lot of time to get back to the same kind of scoring and level that you're in the than the base game. So that's my like for this game overall is just the is is that strategy and complexity that is added by just the complete uh uniqueness of each area
1: and 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 that they added to it. So
0: that's my like. Any other likes for you, Chris? Yeah,
1: that's the same thing. I mean this is definitely a step up. So Yeah. Okay, so dislikes. Any dislikes for you, Chris, with this? Uh, well, just thinking about this, my main dislike is when one of your four markers dries out and you only have three to use. So <laughs> 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 I can now, understand that. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. really honestly thinking these are uh this is a simple game. I mean, really when I mean simple, it's complex, but simple is there's yeah. not much yep. to it, really. I mean, you've got dice, you got yeah. a score pad, there's some basic rules of operations and how you follow but the complexity is how you, how you strategize and try to, uh, you know, the roll of the dice and picking and trying to figure out the combinations mm-hmm. that go. But it's an underlying of that. It's really a simple game. And there's not a lot that I dislike. I, I've been really trying to think of it. And yeah. it's, it's one of these just simple games that is just so much fun. So mm-hmm. kudos yeah, to them. I agree. Yeah, kudos to yeah, Stronghold. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Wolfgang Marsh.
0: I think Spiel uh, something. I don't remember the name of the company is actually who published it in Germany. Schmidt right. Spiel. Yes, they're the same ones who actually published uh, Quacks of Quindlenburg. Yes, uh, but Stronghold is, is the publisher who brought it to North America. And translated, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah. and
1: I'm, I'm giving kudos to Stephen Bonacore for bringing it to the United States.
0: <laughs> I, I <laughs> the only first time I heard about Twice as Clever is when we talked right. about him. He was remember if you've talked on the podcast, it yep. just come out. Yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. And he was
0: bragging about hitting two hundreds on it, and now the last uh, I played it a couple times this week. I got a like a two thirty five on this game. Oh yeah, killed it. It was really hard to. I played so many games, like a at least a dozen or two dozen games of this, and it's taken me that long to get now consistently in the two hundreds, which is kind of crazy. But that I really like that it. it's a learning curve. Yeah, yeah. No it it's is. It's hard. But I I feel like every time you play it, you learn something new. You learn, hey, maybe there's this other strategy. Maybe I need to try this. Maybe I need to try this. And and I like that. It feels like there's a payoff for playing this game multiple times. And while it's dice rolling, it's still not that random because if I see my score going up as I keep uh, defining or refining my strategy. And if it was a truly random game, you wouldn't see that have to keep going back right. to my likes. I love yeah. this game.
1: I, I absolutely love this game. The randomness of the dice is there, but you get the selection of the dice and all the different categories of the colors that you get to choose from. So that, that helps mitigate the randomness of the dice. You're still selecting yeah. where you want to put it because it optimizes areas. But yeah, you have the random roll of the die to choose from but there's different Mm -hmm. selections you can do so that's what you talk about you're rolling dice and random but you're still gaining more and more points because you're figuring out what to do with those dice as the more you play it
0: exactly exactly and you almost have to plan for the randomness and that's what i was talking about setting up for combos where like that that greater than or equal pink like pink's a really good route like in the base game orange was the catch-all. Orange was just the value right down. It usually was, hey, I can't take that blue. I can't take that yellow because I already have those numbers. I guess I have to take the orange one, right? Uh, The pink's kind of like that, but in this game, it's way better because after the third spot, it gives you a bonus on every spot you put, but it has the greater than. So you can get stuck on that greater than or equal to six, which is really hard because you need a six, you can mitigate it by planning ahead in one of the other sections where it gives you a free pink. So you set yourself up waiting for you to get up to that greater than equal six. And then you, you execute on getting the free pink. So that's how you get better at this game to mitigate the randomness. And heck, if you get a free, if you get that six pink, Awesome. You get that pink six, and you still get the bonus pink on the other spot. That's that's really how you you optimize and get better in this game. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to keep talking about the likes. I, I love this game. Uh, so for my dislike, my only dislike is it is much more complex. This is not a game you can introduce to new people. This is a tough game, very tough game to introduce to new people or new to gone, Sean, clever. Uh, I highly, highly recommend. This only be a game that you you transition from Ganshan Clever to this. If you know Ganshan Clever or pe- everybody at the table knows Ganshan Clever, awesome. Pull this out and teach it. It'll make a lot of sense. It'll be easy to teach. But if nobody's ever played Ganshan Clever, the first one, and then you introduce this one, I've tried that. It is super hard <laughs> to teach, let me tell you. Super hard to teach. Uh, and for being a lighter game, lighter I mean, quote-unquote, lighter game. It still takes 40, 45 minutes to play the game. So um, that's probably my only dislikes. Gonch on Clever, I think, goes a lot quicker than this one because this this does lend itself some AP because when you get to the end of the game, there's so many options. You almost have to sit there and analyze all the options if you really want to maximize your points, which, I mean, this is that's the challenge of the fun of this game is trying to maximize your points. So when I was playing with Emily, I'm not an AP player like really at all but i think one of my my last turns i i spent like three to five <laughs> minutes staring at the dice trying to figure out what i was gonna do and i felt bad and i i don't think she was very happy with me but i i wanted to get that i wanted to get my record score which i did i got my 235 so sometimes you get, that's
1: why i only dislike you gotta do what you gotta do
0: Yeah, so i mean she was multitasking she was making coffee for uh, grinding up the beans and stuff for the next morning so i mean that was nice it ever. was productive yeah. yeah, well, we we do this uh, every other night thing. So uh, like last night, she did the coffee. So tonight, it's my night to do the coffee. So go. we just switch, you know. Yeah, but anyway, that was my dislikes. Other than that, great game. Love it. So Chris, what would you give like a number on this for review? To
1: me, um, this is like uh, Gonshon Clever. It's a nine. It's This is something I'd play. Um, I was going to mention, like you said, this is not a game to start out with, with this type. Uh, definitely Gonshun Clever is the game you want to get into introduced Mm -hmm. to, to this gameplay. And I'm Mm -hmm. honestly, I'm still in that. Jamie and I played this uh, a few times not as much as like you and Emily so we're we're still in learning the strategies of the first so I may not oh, play yeah. this one as much yet but once we get uh, all the as many plays with Gonshon Clever in and understanding that this is definitely one of those where hey you want a, a, a more of a challenge hey this is the game for you and I love that Absolutely. about the game and it, it is a nine. This is something where you say, hey, you know, I'm gonna play either Gonchun Clever or uh Doppelso Clever. I uh, dude, I'm like, yeah, drop, let's go. That's 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 a game I'll play anytime. So yeah, love it. Yep. Really do love it.
0: No, I I agree. Yeah, I even with the base game to really master and get high scores, it takes a lot of plays. It takes a lot of playing around with different strategies to get. So even if you play this six or seven times, You could still not be doing very well because there's so many options and you need to keep refining and refining your strategy. But even if you're not doing very well, it's still fun. Oh, yeah. It's still a fun game. You get to roll dice. I love that. Oh, you (laughs) love dice. (laughs) I'm not a big dice roll, and I I love this game. You're getting into it. Uh, It it is interesting, though, in this game, and I think I told you before, uh, it's It take like in Gonchar clever it takes like turn three when like just the dominoes start happening, i.e. those combo those combos combo other combos that combo other combos like a chain reaction. And this game it takes like the last turn or or second to last turn. Like we played a two player game, it took four full turns to be even feel like you get there. And the whole time, I don't know about you, did obviously playing Gonchar clever, it feels stressful
1: because. I'm like, oh, I'm doing terrible. Right. I'm doing yeah. terribly. Yeah. Yeah. I, and the, then
0: all of a sudden, it's just like a domino.
1: Yeah, it was. That, that's the first couple. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to maximize. I'm not getting the right plays. But y- you learn to, hey, you take these, you take these in the early rounds. Later rounds, you fill this, boom. You, you knock out several of those, those combo plays. And that's fine. Yeah,
0: you got a you got a 155 yeah. on your first play, which is actually really good. I On my first play, I think I got like a 115 or something. I like barely broke 100. Uh, so, yeah. But it felt stressful compared to the first game if you played the first, first. game because you're like, ah, I should be doing better than this. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's just definitely. way more comboing. Yeah. There's just so much more comboing in this game than the first game. Okay, so anyway, sorry, the delay. I I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna give it a ten. Oh, uh, there this you go. is literally nice. my only, my first ten. Yeah, uh, a ten is outstanding. Always want to play. Expect this will never change. Like this is one of these games I'll just keep pulling out from time to time. Heck, I've played this five times this week alone, and I'm not. It doesn't even feel old. Like just us talking about it. I want to go play it right now. Like I really, really like this game, and it's it's a dice game. Go figure.
1: So this is a fifteen dollar game. $20 mm-hmm. like MSRP uh, and w- money well spent. You're going to get so many oh, plays yeah. and enjoyment out of a $15 game. This is one that people should have. Uh, Gonshon Clever and uh, Doppelso Clever, e- get them. The- these are games that you'll enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And you'll enjoy teaching them and sh- sharing them with other people, new people.
0: Oh yeah, it is so much fun playing with this new people. Now my only like one of my biggest is it's a four player game. Most random world rights is you can just play as many people. This is a strict four player game, just because you do have interaction on other player games. That's one of my only dislikes. But uh, this is almost like a, a, a this should be a game that every hobby gamer that should have. Like it is so approachable. Like the base game is so approachable, the first one. And this one it, it just steps it up a notch. They're just so good. They're so good. So much fun. This is like literally changed my mind on all roll and rights completely cuz I think we go back to a previous episode <laughs> we were just we were just no, dogging yeah. on rolling and rights. Yeah. We hated them. But this game single-handedly changed my mind on the roll and right genre. It's so much fun. So Anyway, I I'm in a good mood, so I gave it a ten. I'm sh- I'm sure maybe on another day it might be a nine, but a ten is outstanding. Always want to play. Expect the stuff or change. You give it a nine, right? Which is excellent. Always yes. want to play.
1: Yes. Yep. Most yeah. definitely.
0: Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we we highly recommend it. One of our favorite games. I should note there are uh, apps uh, on Android and iOS on your Apple. Four, uh, that's pretty clever, and gone uh, twice as clever. So you can play both of these games. They're separate games. I think they're only $2.99. The play solo. uh, I I think you can play solo variant versus AI as well, Um, which reading even reviews on the Google one, uh, because I have an Android phone. It it might be a little buggy. Maybe it's a little better on the Apple side, perhaps. But... uh, I don't know. I might check it out because I like this game enough that I might just try 299 even if it's not a great implementation of it because there's actually new challenges on there where they change up the scoring pad and actually has new scoring for all the sections. And if you go on BGG, I was going to tell you this, Chris, some people recreated the scoring pad from the app for the challenge packs. I don't know how legal that is, (laughs) but you can print them off and play with the game. Interesting. Somebody did question like, hey, is this like
1: copyright and and somebody's
0: like well somebody's like well no you can go to their website and print off the pads for free so all they did was enhance it to add the scoring instead of flipping it over they're scoring off to the right where you just put the and so you know everybody doesn't have to flip it over you can just score on the front side And, and so they're like well i just took what they had free available to everybody on the website um and and just modified it so i think that's okay to do if as long as they have it on their website but in theory you could just go to their website download that that sheet print it off and get five six dice and just indicate which color is which and play this for free i don't advocate yeah. that at all by the game it's it's twelve fifteen dollars yeah it's fifteen dollars so. yeah exactly Anyway, I just wanted to, I wanted to bring up this challenge packs because I think i talked about it before. The challenge packs came out in Germany, but they haven't come out to the United States yet. But I think they are coming. And so even if you get old of the base game or this game, there's challenge packs, which is just a whole pad of new piece of paper with new scoring, which completely changes the game and strategy, I think. Anyway, check this game out. Really love it. Big fan. Uh, Chris gave it a nine, and I, uh, Brian, gave it a ten. okay
1: this week's love and hate chris what's your love well this christmas like i said jamie and i got together with all the kids and we kind of did our own christmas eve and christmas day it was after uh, we got back together and she had a stocking for me and in that stocking she had a six pack of woodchuck hard cider sangria in the can oh my gosh, red and fruity goodness. Oh, I love ciders. So she got me this version of it and it's out, uh, it's from, uh, Vermont and my gosh, love it. If you like sangria or if you like ciders, you most definitely need to try this. I, lo- I became a huge fan of ciders, So she got me this and Woodchuck Hard Cider Sangria version. Love it. I'd say ten out of ten for ciders. Yummy, very yummy.
0: Nice. I I love Woodchuck. They're they're really good, really really tasty. But I haven't tried yes. the sangria
1: one. That's that sounds yes. interesting. I bet you Emily would love that. Yeah. So high V's um, around town, uh, Des Moines metro area carry it. So. Definitely nice. try that.
0: Check Hy-Vee's so good about carrying so... Even obscure stuff, they, they carry a lot, like a wide selection.
1: Yes. They're pretty awesome. Yes, they do. Uh,
0: nice. I'll have to definitely check that out. Uh, we we like ciders around here. Okay, uh, so love for me this week is uh, Pandemic Legacy Season 1. So my goal this year was uh, to play Pandemic uh, Legacy Season 1, which has literally been on my shelf now for almost exactly four years at the end of this month, and so I just haven't played it, which is is, is a is a shame, because this game is awesome. It's, I mean, it's really good. Uh, on Board Game Geek, what is it, like top five?
1: I've heard that, Isn't yes, it? it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pandemic Two. Legacy Season 1 is second, second... Overall, like, how many board games are on Board Game Geek? Like, hundreds of thousand, and it is second of all board games of all time. Like, how crazy is that? That's crazy, right?
1: Pretty cool.
0: It lives up to the hype. So, you know, like, when you watch movies or something, everybody's like, you gotta see it so, so good. And then you watch, and you're like, eh, "It's it's okay. I mean, you hyped it up too much, right? Yeah. This game's been hyped up for so many years. It's been out since 2015. That I'm like, okay, I'm sure it's going to be fun, but like... Really, is it that good? It is that good. Even hyped up, it's that good. Uh, Without any spoilers, all I have to say is it does stuff that I had no reasonable expectation that it would do. Uh, And it was from the beginning. Like, I played some campaign games like Rise of Fenris and stuff like that. It felt like the first or second game, were basically the base game, was just some, oh, here's a little fun little flavor to the game. No, this game, like, ratchets it up from game one. Like, it changes things from game one I'm not that's a little spoiler but that's as much spoilers all I have to say is some of the mechanics and things it introduces is different than any of the other pandemic games expansions base game what have you that makes it unique in its own which makes it so much more fun it is so much fun and and the idea that from play to play which this game's played over over 12 months so 12 plays or technically 24 if you lose a month so if you lose a month you can retry it over for free but uh, if you're really bad, you could play through for 24 plays. if you're really good, you play 12 plays. Uh, but each play of a play is so cool like just so unique it, it is it is neat. It is a lot of fun. The, the ability to like upgrade characters there's a real tension there because if an outbreak happens with your character in the city you take scars on your character, you take like two scars or more than two scars. your character dies. Wow like you play pandemic yep. right? Yep. Could you imagine having your medic die?
1: No, oh, that's not. And good. not
0: be able to play the medic for the rest of the game. That's not good. That adds some tension to the game. So usually in the base game, you're like, well, this has three cubes, but like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna spend that last action to move into that three cubes. So hey, if a, if the epidemic or that card doesn't come out awesome you know but if it does whatever there's an outbreak Police, at least I'm there in this game if you go there with three cubes and that card comes out and, 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 a, and an outbreak happens you get a scar which permanently like disables your character like reduce cards that you can have in your hand it reduces your effectiveness to move around that kind of stuff like it's super bad and then if you get too many you can die so it adds definitely that pressure and it, and it actually makes it feel a little more real and so you you have to be cautious, but you still have to take those those uh, gambles a little bit. So good. Plus, it adds other mechanics that are not in there that makes it so so good. Uh, anyway, I can't suggest this. I can't suggest this game enough, Chris. I did record every single card I ripped up in this game. You'll love it. Because uh, you do have to rip up cards in this game. It is a legacy game, so if you haven't played a legacy Thanks. game, you're gonna destroy comp, you're gonna destroy cards, yes. you're gonna destroy components. You're going to permanently mark up the board. So, for example, when outbreaks happen, these aren't spoilers because it's just the base game. You read the rule book without anything. It's in the rule book, right? When outbreak happens, panic happens, and there's spots like squares next to every city, and there's stickers you put directly on the board. So when an outbreak happens, you put a panic sticker on it. When the next one happens it's like a level 2 and 3 panic sticker which is riots and then the next one is just like i forget what the steps are but when you do that it permanently modifies the city for that game and all future games and if it gets that level of panic gets too high you can't even put structures in there anymore you can't like fly into that city anymore you know like you could play that card and fly there for the uh, one of your right. movement points you can't even do that if it's too panicked uh, so again, thematic, right? Because there's riots and Very, people are yeah. dying and killing each other. Um, it's thematic, but that's then permanently changed for the whole game. Uh, so uh, and, and then again, a bunch of other mechanics that will permanently modify the game and and the cities. But uh, regardless of how you do, at the end of each month, you get to upgrade, so you can upgrade your characters, which is really cool. So you give them special abilities that they retain through the whole rest of the game and again, these aren't spoilers, because this is from the rule book. there's things like you can give positive mutation to the viruses, which allow you to, like, now, hey, for this yellow virus, it takes one less card to cure. That kind of stuff that you permanently change through the whole game and through all the plays, so it's really cool. Uh, We're to the point where we've modified one really well that we could, like, cure it really quick and eradicate it, and it makes the game a little easier. Well, in theory, it makes it easier instead of the last game we lost. Uh, But, it is what it is, but it is so much fun. Sorry, I'm rambling on about this game, but Pandemic Legacy 1, oh my word, so, so good. If you're a fan of Pandemic, the base game, which is a great family game, very good gateway game, and you've played it enough and you're familiar with it, Anybody could play Legacy One, uh, Legacy Season One, if you have familiarity yeah. with Pandemic and play it, which is so good, and it had such a unique experience that I think board gaming has hasn't had up until these legacies and campaign games were invented. I mean, this was the second game in the Legacy series, which uh, Risk Legacy was the first. Rob Davio, I, I mean, he this single handedly has changed, literally changed how developers have approached some of these games. Uh, some of these like epically big games, which it's just crazy to think about how that's changed, how games are developed and how games are, are uh, have been made up to there. You know how many other legacy games and campaign games have been influenced by this? Like oh, a lot.
1: Yeah, this was the base game, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, Risk Legacy was technically the first, but yes. that was more of a mass market. Right. And, and from the sounds of it, and I'm and we are playing this with Andy and Emily. And In fact, on the 25th, uh, we're going over Andy and Emily's and, and kicking off our Risk Legacy campaign. He, it, Andy's been talking about years about wanting to play this. Like every time he comes over, he sees on the like, when are we going to play?" It like, we'll we'll play it. I promise. He loves Risk, so we're gonna play Risk Legacy with them. Uh, but from the sounds of it, like Risk Legacy did a lot of basic things, not as groundbreaking as Pandemic, from what I hear, uh, without spoilers. Uh, but he kind of explored that space for a very common IP, i.e. Risk, that everybody knows. And, that, I mean, that mixed up the formula alone. And then he's just fully expanded this in Pandemic. Uh, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome. Um, which is kind of exciting because didn't Rob Davio work on uh, what's that restoration games coming out? Dark Tower. Oh yeah, is that what yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And Isaac Childress from uh, Gloomhaven. Both those guys developed, uh, helped work on Dark Tower.
1: Yes, that will be fun.
0: Oh, Dark Tower uh, Kickstarter starts next week. By the way. Um, anyway, so I've gone on long enough. I've I've gushed about this game. So good, Legacy Pandemic Legacy One. It is probably the highlight of gaming in the last year. I mean, three uh, year calendar, right? Not not like just twenty twenty because obviously it's only been a week. But uh, like in the last year, if you go back to last January to this January, the last three hundred sixty five days, this has probably been my favorite gaming moment of the last three three hundred sixty five days. Which there's been some good ones in there. Don't get me wrong. It was that good. So much fun. Sorry, to talk
1: so a long much about love. It. Well, you're the one but who's gonna hit it. it so. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's true. I got to edit this. Thank you, future Brian. Or you're welcome, future Brian. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's move on
1: to our hate, Chris. What's your what's your hate for here? My hate is when uh, online vendors who send the wrong item and then ghost you. Uh, after trying to contact him. So Jamie bought. That Isaac. actually happened? Oh my gosh, yes. So Jamie bought a Isaac a um, Kansas City Chiefs camouflage pullover hoodie. And, um, it's funny, the packaging says Kansas city chiefs, but when he pulled it out, it had San Francisco 49 er emblem on it. So she's what? like, Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what we said. What? Um, so she says, Oh, okay. I'll just email them. So she's emailed him several times. It's, I, I, it's from an Etsy, um, company. So uh, it's a small business and I understand yeah. I, we love supporting small businesses and things like that, but, sure. but yeah, they sent the wrong item, um, and you did know you we're pay, trying. Did to, you
0: pay through PayPal by any chance?
1: Um, she, she did. Uh, I don't know if she think, paid through PayPal. I think it's through okay. just her uh, Visa card. Um, oh, but because
0: I think PayPal might yes, offer some protection. They, they do. Like I know that, PayPal
1: maybe. does, and that was PayPal was a part of actually eBay, and the the eBay mm-hmm. purchasing, uh, pro, and they do. Uh, that so anyway it's she she just told me today she's like i still haven't heard i'm like what okay that's an issue so i i hate it when uh companies do that i understand things happen sure you know things happen so mistakes are made made. you know we're human humans do make mistakes i get that but uh respond communicate back and it's small business it's probably mom or pop or just trying to you know work on side type stuff so i understand that but Come on, people! Respond back to the, the the inquiries. But now you
0: have a you have a son that is not getting his Chiefs gear. I know. Go Chiefs! Go by Chiefs! The way. Exactly. Hey. Huge. Yeah. Hey, playoff. Uh, last weekend,
1: Sunday. Playoffs. I know. Looking forward to that.
0: Oh man, I hope we yeah. beat the Texans.
1: Oh man, Uh-oh. I'm
0: so glad the Patriots
1: are out so of it. So I, oh, even though John, I, John was very sad. So. Uh, yeah, my she's son, John, Patriots I know. A fan in Iowa? Come on. well, and then Grace's boyfriend, Kale is a Patriots fan, so... Oh, yeah. well,
0: I guess uh, she's going to have to break yeah, up with
1: him. Yeah, that's what I was saying but <laughs> He was uh, he was pretty Patriots. upset, so both of them were pretty upset. So I was trying to console him the best I can with gloating. I would over have him. laughed but, at him. Yeah, there was some snicker and so sarcasm sh- in in all my jests. And- he
0: <laughs> lost to the Dolphins. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I hate the Patriots. Oh, sh- They're almost as bad as the
1: Broncos. Uh, oh. Yes, I agree with you. That's right, Corey. Then- the Broncos. I hate the Broncos. Suck. Yes. I hate them. Then the Raiders are worse than the Broncos. So yeah,
0: and the Chargers. Eh, yeah.
1: Whatever. Well, maybe yeah. just yeah. Philip Rivers, for the he years. cries a lot.
0: Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Get off topic. Go okay. cheese. But we're big cheese fans. Yes, we love Chiefs most definitely.
1: Fans. So that was my hate.
0: Uh, yeah, that sucks. That's too bad uh hate for me is headaches man i've just been getting a lot of headaches uh recently been it, i think it's side effect of, of a medication i've been getting like two to three headaches a week now oh, so i just need to talk to the doctor and maybe see if i can get that adjusted but yeah last night was bad I, I i woke up like six seven times with headache and i woke up with a headache which is really bad and uh i mean it is what it is so uh it's definitely affected work a little bit so i was i had to go on late a little bit so i had to work a little later you, you know how it is it's, yes. it's too bad so anyway just headaches just something i'm struggling with hopefully i get that uh, under control i definitely think it's 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 due to some medication i'm taking um so uh hopefully that gets all cleared up and, and it won't be a big deal anyway uh, long term but just in the temporary it's it's kind of stinks but just dealing with it for then for now until anyway that's my hate for the week nothing too exciting but i couldn't really think of anything because that was the most thing uh pressing on my mind so all right well that's our love and hates uh sorry to extend that time that was my bad but pandemic legacy one season one's awesome check it out uh, Corey can attest, Corey's actually playing with us. Uh, if you haven't heard Corey's on on previous episodes, but uh, Emily and I were just going to play it because it was on my, my, my list for goals. I don't know if you heard that episode, uh, Chris. I was just like, I want to play Pandemic Season Legacy Season 1. It's been on there for, on the shelf of shame, literally the shelf of shame for too long for being the second game of all time. And uh, yeah. called out Corey on it, and uh, magically he showed up. <laughs> i'm kidding i give him a hard time but yeah so uh we were able to get through several games in a very short amount of time actually so uh looking forward that should have that finished up probably by the summer uh, i think we're just gonna play like once a month or something like that so should be good anyway that is my love and hate and chris's love and hate this week <laughs> Okay, well, that wraps up about this episode. Uh, I think we went a little long because of, of me. Go figure. Uh, so, uh, no, had a lot of fun, though, talking about Twice as Clever. It actually just made me want to go play more Twice as Clever. Uh, maybe get eight, ten games in this week, possibly. Uh, but that was fun to talk about. Congratulations, Chris, again, for, for your engagement. Thank super you. super exciting.
1: Very exciting.
0: Really happy for you and Jamie. It should be a lot of fun. Um, might get a little busy for you around July. <laughs>
1: uh but it, it'll be good it'll it's be worth all good it, most definitely worth it
0: one last thing i just again a reminder next week is episode 37 next week joe is coming on the podcast uh he's actually coming over and uh recording for my basement unfortunately just how schedules are lined up sorry chris uh joe has just basically had a few days of availability and it just overlapped with uh, chris's schedule for for your wrestling because yep. you're a coach Uh, so it'll just be me joe next week we probably we won't have a game review we're just going to be talking about the dealt hand a little bit we'll be talking about board gaming as general uh you know what we're liking and trends and stuff like that we'll be talking about our love and hates and and some board games that have been on podcast so there'll be plenty of board game talk but we'll be talking a little bit about uh, board gaming and and uh hopefully some opportunities uh either via the dealt hand or even outside the dealt hand that you know, if you're listening to me and you're interested in maybe playing some of these more complex games or wanting to get into the podcast, he, Joe's going to have some really good ideas. Well, I'm putting him on the spot here. I'm sure he'll have some good ideas or kind of trends <laughs> in the industry to to get into the pod or to get into the game hobby. Hey, try some games out, meet some new people, and uh, he, he's doing some really cool things to really keep it uh, open and really inclusive to to a lot of different people to get into the podcast i think he's uh it'll be interesting to talk to him that i think he's got a lot of newer people into to the board gaming hobby just because of uh, of how easy it is just to go to a brewery and play some games and right. he'll teach you after that so anyway a lot of, i'm just really excited for 2020 uh just i like that we did some gaming goals i'm really excited for those really excited for the new games and just Excited for the everything to happen for this year. So twenty twenty is going to be good. Yeah, I think. I think so too. Well, even better now that you're you're getting yes, married, right?
1: Most definitely. She's a amazing girl. My best yeah, friend.
0: Yeah, ja- Jamie's awesome. My best yeah, she's friend. she's she's really awesome. So really happy for Thanks. you. Uh, we, we really like her, and she's she's definitely a very kind and loving person. She she's, is just the. Just the couple times we've hung out with her, um, you could definitely take that and just uh, yeah. So we're really excited for you. So, Why thanks. Anyway, uh, well, that about wraps up this episode. A little long. It's been about an hour twenty, I think, after cutting it all up. But that's okay. It's it's been fun to. Uh, glad you're back on here. It was nice to talk with you and and talk about these games. Uh, Again, just a reminder next week, Joe coming on, and then we'll be back to our regular schedule. Um, If you have any feedback or any questions, or you want to talk about your goals or check up, feel free to email us. We'll talk about your goals or or any feedback on air. Unless you don't want it on air, you can tell us not to do it on air. But uh, we always uh, always appreciate it. So, uh, with that, uh, we'll go ahead and finish this up. So, from the games we play, I am your host, Brian,
1: and I am Chris.
0: And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Games We Play Pod and at gamesweplaypod at gmail.com.